Have you ever been working for a few weeks on trying to lose weight? Or maybe you've been at it for a little while and you've been and you've been seeing some success, but now you're at a stall. And it feels like you've just been doing all the things. And yet the scale is not moving. Or maybe you find yourself losing and gaining the same three pounds week after week, and you're like, can I just see some progress, please? Ugh, I know how you feel. And today, we're going to talk about why it is totally normal to feel that way, and we're going to talk about three actionable steps you can take right away to start feeling that sense of progress. Ready? Let's get to it. Here we go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to talk about this topic, this happens a lot. I was just talking to a client the other day and we've been working together for about four weeks now and she's been working really hard. She's been trying to implement all the things we've talked about and she's had some successes and she's also had some some setbacks as well. And she said to me, I'm just really ready to see some progress, you know? And I was like, yep, I know, you're right. So Here's why it's totally normal to just want to see some progress. And when you don't see progress, you almost can feel like giving up. Like, what's the whole point anyway? So human beings are naturally wired to want to see progress. We actually, there's a great book by uh, an author named Teresa Amiable. I think that's how she pronounces her last name. And it's called The Progress Principle. And basically, it talks about how crazy as it is, is our brains are wired to get kind of more of a dopamine hit, more of a charge from seeing progress towards our goal rather than actually achieving the goal. That's not to say that achieving the goal isn't amazing, but it is progress that fuels that kind of engine of motivation that that helps you to keep going. And so when you're not seeing progress, that's when it gets demotivating. That's when you're like, why am I working so hard and nothing is changing? Why, why do I keep you know, making all these changes and it's still not having the results that I'm looking for. It's still not, I'm not even seeing a little bit of a change. And so wanting to see progress is hardwired into our brains. And that's part of why weight loss can be so frustrating because there's so many things that go into the calculus of, you know, what that number is on the scale. It's not just, you know, calories in, calories out, as the diet industry would like you to think. You know, what goes into the scale is all kinds of things. You know, it's, it's basically, you know, it could be hormones, it could be uh, water retention, all sorts of things can, can affect what's going on in the scale. And so the scale is not necessarily always a true measurement of your progress um, because your body can be making changes that, you know, you can feel a difference in how your clothes fit, uh, but the, the scale may not be shifting on the number. In addition, you may feel like, I know, I genuinely am not making progress because I know that, you know, I ate great all day until, you know, 6.30 and then I just blew it. And so it's difficult to kind of keep going and feel that sense of progress when you feel like I keep sabotaging myself. So when that happens, 
it can be tempting to want to say, you know what, I'm just going to go on a diet to kind of kickstart things, to get things moving so I can begin to see some progress. And that can be a slippery slope because all diets work if you can keep doing them forever. And when you are just looking to get progress and you just want to say, maybe I'll, go, I'll do keto for a little while just to just to get started or I'll do Atkins for just a little bit, just so I can start to see, you know, that first five pounds, that first 10 pounds come off. When you do that, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're putting your brain in this short-term mindset. I'll just do this diet for a little while to see some weight loss and to, to get it started. And then I'll kind of, you know, keep my progress going. If you make a change that you have no intention of doing forever, then you're setting yourself up for failure because when you stop doing that change, the weight's going to come back. And so I would suggest when you're looking for progress, there's other things you can try and do instead of going on a kind of a temporary diet just to kickstart things. So when you're looking to get that sense of progress, first, I'd like you to think about and identify what is it that you're actually looking for? Yes, you want to see a number on the scale, but the number on the scale changing creates a feeling. It creates a thought that like this is working. And so you can create that sense and that feeling of this is working irregardless of what the scale says and how might you do that. So let's talk about that. So when you measure your progress only by the scale, you're only looking at the end product. You're looking at a result. And when that happens, like the result is not always completely within your control. So like, let's say you have an injury or your body has inflammation, the scale might go up or your hormones could be, you know, in your natural cycle, there could be some water retention, just as we talked about before, the scale goes up. All kinds of reasons can influence the scale. And by using the scale as your only and ultimate measure of success, you're gambling that feeling of progress on something that is not 100% within your control. So what you can do, instead of focusing on the result, focus on the actions that create the result that you're looking for. So identify the actions that create the results you're looking for, and then measure your progress based on the positive actions you're taking, because it is in those actions that will ultimately create the results that you're looking for. When you're only focusing on results, it can get discouraging. And sometimes you end up even not doing those positive actions because you're feeling demoralized and that, of course, guarantees a negative result. So what do you do? Step one, change the metric. If you can shift your focus to feeling proud of yourself, to feeling that sense of progress for the very real and tangible positive actions you've been taking, then you can cultivate that positive emotion that helps you maintain a sense of progress. So here are some examples of ways you can measure your success, (laughs) measure your success, oops, based on the actions that are within your control. So for example, if you're looking to um, exercise, you can base your success on the number of minutes you walked each day or each week. You can base your progress on the number of consecutive days of stretching or consecutive days of moving intentionally. Or let's say you're looking to change your your nutrition. You could measure your sense of progress, that feeling of success by the number of days of eating a vegetable as a snack or number of consecutive days of eating uh, or stopping to eat after eight o'clock at night. Maybe um, you're trying to focus on portion controls. You could measure your feeling of success, that feeling of progress on the number of meals that you had on a smaller plate last week. Or perhaps you're looking for mindfulness and you're trying to 
bring mindfulness more into your daily actions, you could measure your sense of progress on the number of times you put your fork down during the meal or the number of times you kind of tuned into your body and be like, how does this food make my body feel? There are all kinds of things you can measure your, your sense of progress on, but is your eye only on the prize instead of those little things you're doing consistently every day? It can, listen, it can be so easy to not even see the progress you're making because you're only focused on where you're not, what you have not achieved yet. But progress comes from owning the actions you've been taking because it is in those actions that you are becoming the kind of person who can build the future you're driving towards. So there are so many things you can do to measure and track your success that are within your control. Bank your progress, that feeling of, I just want to see some progress on the very tangible ways that you are positively changing your life and the results will take care of themselves. So that is step one, change the metric. Step two is, okay, you want to see some progress, make an easy meal plan. So instead of thinking about, I'm just going to go on this diet for a little while to like kickstart my progress. Instead, let's just focus on tomorrow. What are you going to eat tomorrow? What's for breakfast? What's for lunch? Do you need a snack in between breakfast and lunch? Let's make this realistic. Like don't plan vegetables and, you know, carrots for every single meal. How about dinner? What do you want to have for dinner? Do you feel like I normally need a snack or like I feel like I have a craving for something around four o'clock? You know, you want to plan in some chocolate there. Do you, what, how about after dinner? When do you feel hunger later in the night? If you plan ahead, again, make it doable, make it realistic, plan ahead. And this does two things. First of all, when you plan what you're going to have tomorrow, this puts your you know, prefrontal cortex, the kind of the long-term planning part of your brain, the part of your brain that actually values long-term goals like losing weight, that puts that part of your brain in charge of here's what we're going to eat tomorrow. And so when that part of your brain is in charge of making the decisions, you, you get to, you know, have your future success at the forefront. When you leave decisions for in the moment of like, what do I feel like eating for lunch today? your lower brain, your impulsive brain, you're like the, the, what I want right now, the emotional brain is going to win every single time. So do your future self a favor by planning ahead for here's what I think I might want to eat tomorrow and make a, make a map for, for yourself. But again, make it doable, please don't give yourself something that is very difficult to follow. If you want to have a hamburger and fries tomorrow, put it on your plan. If you want to have ice cream for dessert, put it on your plan. That's not a problem. What I want you to do though, is get into the practice of putting your long-term brain in charge of making the decisions. Then here's where the gold is. When tomorrow comes and you're going through your day, the, the goal is not necessarily to follow the plan perfectly. You know, we're all you know, geared and, and taught to like, I'm going to get an A plus on this plan. I'm going to ace this thing. And then when it comes to be, you know, 437 and you're like, but I really don't feel like having carrots and celery for my snack. Then you're like, well, I failed and I blew it. So I might as well just eat the whole house. I might as well eat everything in my pantry. That is not the goal. The goal is if you follow your plan 30%, that's still a win. The goal is what happens when you want to go off the plan. What's going on? So you've made your, yourself a plan and it's 437 and you're like, I do not feel like having carrots and celery for my snack. This is a great moment. This is an opportunity, gold right there. Stop and get curious. Why? What's going on? Why do I not feel like having what I planned for myself? 
did I make my plan too strict? Am I, you know, having some emotional needs that's not being met? And so I'm turning to food. What's going on? When you want to deviate from the plan, that is the moment where gold is is just waiting to be discovered. Get curious. What is it that's making you want to change the plan in that moment? And ask yourself, what need am I trying to meet with food that uh, you know perhaps could be met in another way? So step two is make a plan for yourself and then see what happens. Again, the goal is not to get an A plus and follow the plan perfectly. If you do, yeah, super. Really, the goal is to get a window into your thought as to what is going on when you don't want to follow the plan. You're giving yourself a chance to get to learn and get curious. No shame, no guilt, just learning. And then at the end of the week, or perhaps even in the end of the day, I want you to reflect. What did I learn about myself this week? When did I want to eat emotionally? When did I want to go off the plan? Why? What was going on? You know, did I get a a difficult phone call from my mom? Did I, you know, just feel tired because I was out running errands all day? If I could write a letter to my future self who is facing something similar, what would I want her to know? I mean, because chances are this might happen again. So what if you could write a letter to future you who is facing a similar challenge at 437 when you don't want to follow the plan? What would I want to tell her? How would I want her to talk to herself when she just wants to turn to chocolate to deal with her feelings? All right, so that is step two. Make a plan and then get curious. And finally, step three. All right, if you're looking for a kickstart, uh, as unfair as it is, there are some foods that have a disproportionate effect on your weight loss progress than others. And uh, they tend to be the comfort foods, you know, starchy carbs. So I'm talking about foods made with flour, things like bread, rice, pasta. Of course, rice and pasta aren't necessarily made with flour, but they're still starchy carbs. So bread, rice, pasta, crackers, pretzels, those kinds of foods. It's not fair, but those foods have a disproportionate, just as I said, a disproportionate effect on your weight loss goals. So if you're looking for a kickstart, try reducing some of those kinds of foods. And you may be thinking, wow, this sounds kind of like a diet. Hold up. Instead of restricting, no restricting, please. What I want you to do is think about of those categories of food, bread, rice, pasta, maybe crackers, pretzels, etc., what is the category that I would miss the least? So for example, we hardly ever eat rice in my house. And so I'd be like, well, I really wouldn't miss rice very much. So I'm just going to cut that out. Um, Or we only have pasta like maybe once a week or something like that. So how about the next time we have pasta, I'll just give myself a half a portion or I can put whatever the sauce of the pasta is over, you know, some veggies or, or something like that instead. So Think about the category of food, bread, rice, pasta, crackers, pretzels, etc. What would you miss the least? And then this coming week, look to have a little less, maybe half as much. Uh, maybe, you know, just try and reduce the portion size. Maybe you cut it out altogether. Totally up to you. Take it slow. Again, all diets work if you can do them forever. So any choice that you decide to make, if you're going to reduce one of these starchy carbs, do it in a way that you could see yourself doing, still doing five years from now. Like if I'm going to only have rice once a week, could I still see myself doing rice once a week? If I'm going to cut out bread, 
Can I see myself five years from now having no bread whatsoever? Honestly, probably not, but I could probably have it a little less. And so any choice you make, make it in a way that is sustainable for you over time. All right. So those are our tips for today. Quick recap. When you are feeling like I just want to see some progress, step one, change the metric. Give yourself that feeling of progress by the actionable things you're doing rather than banking all of that positive feeling on a result that's not always totally with under your control. Step two, make an easy meal plan. Plan what's going on tomorrow. Use your long-term thinking brain to give yourself kind of a head start as to what you're going to eat tomorrow and then get curious. What happens? What's going on when you want to change the plan? And then finally, step three, if you're interested, try and reducing some starchy carbs next week. And those three things together should absolutely kickstart your progress, help you feeling a sense of success so that you can keep going. Again, as human beings, we are wired to get that, to to feel motivated based on that feeling of progress rather than necessarily achieving the result. So give yourself the best chance to feel that sense of progress as much as you can. Okay, here is your one confident, tiny action step this week. Ready? It's gonna be a good one. I want you to write a letter to your future self. And, and you may be like, that's not tiny. Why it, make it a, t- a note in your phone, you know, with bullet points, make something easy. So really simple. But it's, it's realistic to expect that emotional triggers are going to happen. Like, welcome to life as a human. <laughs> we have things that upset us sometimes, it, it, even if it's just getting tired. So an emotional trigger is going to happen some point in your future. And so how would you like your future self to show up with compassion and curiosity for herself? What encouragement could you give future you when you most likely someday, don't know exactly what day, but will probably be facing an emotional situation? What encouragement would you like to give to future you? This is not about behaving perfectly. This is about learning to have curiosity and compassion for yourself and make each event an opportunity to become your own best friend so that you are always there for you without judgment and just understanding and helpful encouragement. All right. So that is your confident action step this week. Write a letter to your future self. If you're like, that's not a tiny step, make it a little note in your phone. How do you want to show up for yourself? How can you be curious? How can you give your future self some encouragement when that, let's just face it, inevitable emotional thing comes up someday in the future? All right. That's all I have for you today. Real quick, I want you to think of one person that you know in your life. Who is that one person who's who would just love to see some progress in their efforts they've been making? Who could use a little bit of encouragement today and pass this episode on to them? Say, hey, I think you might like this. That would be amazing to just share the love and the encouragement because <laughs> heaven knows we could all use some encouragement sometimes. And also, if you're interested in all of my weight loss tips and how to see yourself as the amazing, gorgeous, incredible divine creature that you are, please check out my book titled You Are a Miracle on Amazon. And remember, love yourself because you're going to be with yourself for a long time. Might as well make that a quality relationship. All right. Take care and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. 
I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.